Yeah, well, just let me know whenever you jump into 14, man. I'll, I'll help you out, help you with the systems oh, yeah, and the menus, all that stuff. Because, like, my friend was just playing the other day, and he was like, it's too slow, and uh, the menus are confusing. But he's also, like, a little agitated that night, so he was like, I probably didn't give it a fair chance. And I was like, yeah, you got to, like, have a little patience with it, because um, it is slow in the beginning, but it's worth it. Dude, um, I'm here for it. I, I really want to give it that chance to, like, get that far in, because honestly, man... Just seeing the community do that with the um, re remembering Kentaro Miura, that was beautiful. That really made me like, damn. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Part of this we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Oh, thank God, man! I re we, I re at least something we want like. Yeah, so that shit. Don't get into it too much. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, this this game. So I've I like I I tested this game out last night for like. 30 minutes and it already it already did like the the cardinal sin of you know when games have you like a, a character is like hurt or something like that and they're like oh like i'm so hurt that i can barely move and it's it's just like the character moving like painfully slow for like yeah yeah for like I don't, like five or ten minutes so like the first the whole prologue was basically that and it's it to me it's just one of those cardinal sins because it's not fun to, to play through those sections it's not fun at all um honestly we're good on sound by the way, way all right the only on. oh true the only way that that can be entertaining it's if there's like a hundred things going on and i'm like super entertained with like what's going on around me but if not, it's painful. Because if I'm so slow, make it like a Disney ride where I'm slow, but I'm looking at a lot of good stuff happening. Yeah. I don't know. Because I know Destiny did that. It, it was ridiculous. Like, I think it was for the uh, Destiny 2, like, beginning. There was a moment where you have no powers and you have to, like, limp your way through the city with nothing. And it's like, oh, my God, what's what's going on it's so ugh, ugh. yeah <clears throat> alrighty um it's one hell of a week fellas one hell of a week was it, it? Was. And, and 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 gotta be honest yesterday and and like couple last couple of days that not not so much in the like what's new category, but more in the like people, people react behaving as their usual on Twitter, you know. Yeah. Especially with my bio mutant, but we'll get into that. Oh, what is this? So you said we're we're good on the sound. Yeah, yeah, we're all set there. All right. You sound good on all right. fronts. No one's muted. Good, good. <laughs> I need to talk about that tweet, macho. <laughs> <laughs> My trending tweet, <laughs> apparently. My trending tweet, man. Man, yeah, dude, I, mean, I, have, I don't know what's going on with that, dude. I just, I just, I literally just had a brain that. leak. I literally just had a thought leak, and then all of a sudden, like people are, like six hundred people are liking it. I'm just like, all right. Because you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you were not lying in your tweet. I guess, yeah. 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 
I, I mean, I, like, I read it back. I'm like, I should delete this. It's kind of a bad joke. It's like, it's not funny. And I, like, <laughs> I wake up the next morning. I'm like, well, I guess Hilarious. people thought it was funny. <laughs> Hilarious. It's... <laughs> Hey, man, it's did we talk? Did pretty... we did we talk about the dual sense colors last week? Uh, no, uh, no, no, we didn't. No. When did that break? That very day, yeah, uh, or the yeah. day before? Yeah, okay. I think it, I think it was um before we went live, but um yeah, we didn't cover it because last week we took cover was Ratchet and Clink. Okay, yeah, there was a bunch of other snow. We can talk about it now, like today. Um, a little bit. I'm okay. still simping over them. Yeah, you, you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Guys, welcome back to the 13th episode of the Dual Shock and Sense podcast. I am your host, Soul. With me, as always, we have Macho. How you doing, man? Well, everybody, it's the king of Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy fanatic. It's been an amazing week for Final Fantasy in general. A little lack in the Kingdom Hearts side, but it's okay. Final Fantasy's making up for it. It's been one hell of a week, man. But uh, if, if I sound a little tired, I apologize. Like I said, it's been one crazy week. But um, yeah, let's, let's get into it. I'm excited. 13th episode. Yes, sir. And we got Walt as well. What's going on, man? What's up, y'all? I This week, I'm the Final Fantasy Apprentice. Uh, Macho convinced me, and I'll be jumping in into that Final Fantasy goodness. But, so yes, sir. It's been a great week. Uh, got a new toy. I'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, been been chilling. Been chilling. Nice, nice. Um, before before we jump into the podcast, um, I, there, there's no easy way to, to jump into this, but I feel like it's an, it's important to talk about it nonetheless. Um, I want I wanted to dedicate a little bit of time to uh, Kentaro Miura the the creator uh what one of the most sort of like a, a giant in the in the manga industry uh the creator king. of berserk yes uh, a, a king uh who uh it was recently announced that he passed away due to a aortic dissection which um if you read about it it's actually like really really like insane just thinking about like the the symptoms and what that man possibly uh, was was dealing with is is really sad to think about um but i i just wanted to um you know just just sort of in in a pay respects you know pay a little bit of tribute to him um because i know uh i don't i don't know about you macho but i know uh walt for sure and and myself are uh, huge fans of of the guy's work so i i just wanted to get you know uh you know sort of what what did berserk what did uh miru uh, uh mean to you walt and and uh how did this news sort of like uh hit you well first of all when i saw when i saw someone it wasn't even through twitter it was a friend that told me um he was like berserk's creator passed away i'm like is this a hoax because you usually you get these hoax where where they <laughs> allegedly the creator of a manga dies but many times it's just that they're very sick like the hunter hunter uh creator togashi but i went to twitter man my jaw dropped i literally started tearing up dude i i couldn't i had to like look away and look again at my phone because it was it was surreal i could not believe it i 
all year, whenever anyone talked about Berserk, I was always like, yeah, he built a, a new studio and he's he has assistance. He's going to come back stronger than ever this this summer. Not knowing he was going through the ringer because reality is manga artists, they're, they go through a lot. They're yeah. not treated the best by their, their publishers, by their editors many times. And they're, they're demanded a lot in a short amount of time. And this... Miura introduced me into into manga. Honestly, the 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 first manga that I ever like recognized, like acknowledged as, oh, this is manga. Where's Berserk? And it wasn't even like physically. I just saw it like online and started following all these pages that had panels of the manga and whatnot. And then I got into it, and ever since I didn't go back. It's it is, I think, absolutely my number my number one manga ever. Is my favorite ever my favorite story in manga my my favorite world as gruesome as it is and as violent as it is it it touches on such beautiful philosophical questions and existential uh situations and and so many characters that touch on so many different walks of life and it 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 really meant a lot and and if I told you that I'm I'm feeling better, I, I'm not. I'm I'm still mourning the guy, and honestly, a part a part of me is really sad because of we're not gonna experience whatever else this beautiful mind had of Muta. And on another hand, I'm sad that this story won't reach its conclusion. At least I don't yeah. think so, Un- unless you know he trained his assistance or whatever but i don't think that's the case i, I think i don't think they should touch whatever's it, honestly no I, honestly me personally leave it as it is it yeah. left literally on the most peaceful note yes I, I was just about to say that because they're all at least where i left off right because i think i'm probably like three or four chapters behind but you yeah. know where where i left off like griffith essentially achieved his dream like he has his own his his own kingdom and then guts and and you know serpico and and the group farnese and and casca they're all in this absolute high fantasy gorgeous sort of you know dreamlike world now casca is finally awake um i i feel like if this was going if this was ever going to happen it couldn't have ended off in in a sort of better place Um, oh absolutely absolutely and and it it doesn't berserk did so well in making you feel that revenge you you really don't need it in this case and not even and, and very well now it's even less because both of them one of them achieved their dreams one of them in a way achieved his dream of being able to reunite with you know with Casca in her normal form yet again you know the trauma that she has that's not a way but that's that's still bittersweet you know i think it's a good point to leave it on but Regardless, it hurts, man. It hurts because I know he had so much more planned. I know this was we were entering the final arc of the story. I just know it. It, it yeah. felt like it. It felt like it was reaching its conclusion. But yeah, it is what it is, man. Um, I hope that he he'll rest in king he- in king heaven. Yeah. He'll he'll forever be remembered as a titan among among creators. Um, yeah. For for me, like. I have, like, a kind of weird history with Berserk because I I didn't discover it until, I want to say, like, 2015 is when I started oh, reading it. And um, it was it was sort of like, so I, at that time I was starting a new job and it was kind of like, 
uh, my the thing that helped me get through the beginnings of this new job because it, it was a call center and um, you can read or write and and whatever to kind of keep yourself entertained and uh, I was reading Berser I was beginning Berserk uh, with that new job so like after a call I would jump into like a volume that I had sitting right next to me. Um, in between calls and whatnot, and I just remember, honestly, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> reading, reading something as dark and brutal and messed up as Berserk, <laughs> like on on a job, is is like probably not the right way to go about it. But like, I just remember being all of like the the art style and and the story and not wanting to put it down. Like, like it, it was. It, it's just such a vivid memory that I have of reading through like the first eight volumes while I was working. Um, and yeah. And, and then obviously like I, I got to a point where I was doing like live reactions to, to chapters on my, on my YouTube channel. And um, yeah, like the, this series for me was sort of like the, the king of like dark fantasy. Right. Like I, I feel like, and, and it's so interesting to see not only the outpouring of love from, you know, that, that, people are are you know showing for for the series um but you, you know you have guys like cory barlog you know showing his collection of berserk books um people like sam Dietz, who is the um god i think he's the director of castlevania you know tweeting about just how much of an inspiration berserk was on castlevania um final fantasy as well they're there probably isn't uh, a Buster Sword without Guts's Dragon Slayer, uh, Dark Souls as well, right? There, uh, Miyazaki. No Dark Souls. Yeah, Miyazaki has taken a lot of inspiration from Berserk. So, like, Berserk is like the king of like dark fantasy, and it's so cool to see just how widespread its its influence and its effect it's had on on other people. Um, and and for me like the series like yeah the series is known for its its you know how dark like how you said Walt like how right. dark and brutal it is but <laughs> oh, like yeah. but like eventually for me it, it became about like healing from that trauma and learning to like you know like guts especially learning to trust other people again uh to sort of like preserve through just this absolute brutal world and and never letting um that hope burn out because you know like guts finds a, a sort of new hope within these people that he starts to call friends and it's so it's so cool to see berserk you know sort of gradually change into a more hopeful story once guts starts meeting all these people as opposed to what it was you know when he loses his first group of friends right and how depressing that was um yeah i i I don't, I don't know. They, they do this... a good job of uh, they do a good job of of making you feel Guts's point of view, and they really do a good job of you're watching the story unfold from Guts' point of view, and you definitely feel the his upbringing, the trauma, the extra drama, the hope, the lack of hope, the should I hope, and and the healing essentially. Yeah, and and it doesn't happen until he meets new people, until he finds that trust until he opens up and it's beautiful it's a beautiful it's beautiful it's 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 a beautiful story it, it really resonates so much with with finding purpose and and finding your way of life and which is what guts was doing and and i'm glad that it ended up on 
on him knowing who he was in a way and you know trusting again yeah without a doubt and and macho sort of bring you in here like i for me seeing you know the final fantasy 14 players paying tribute uh to kentaro Miura and and berserk and and just his legacy um for me it, it, it's kind of like a nice reminder right of like hey the the gaming community like even though like we don't show it I, I or at least i feel like we don't show it that much because the gaming community can be vile sometimes like this community can also be capable of you know you know something special like this right yeah absolutely um i feel like that's a really great point because often more often than not we do see like a lot of the bad on social media a lot of vitriol and this is one of the reasons why Final Fantasy XIV is really like my rock as far as like a gaming nowadays because the community is so welcoming and just so grateful and, and graceful in what they and how they show that thanks and this is one of the reasons why um, I don't really have a lot of connection to Berserk um, so when I saw the news broke out I it was disheartening to see like to see so many people like being sad um but it was also great in a way to see everybody celebrate his life and his work and to see that in final fantasy 14 where we've seen it before where a player who has passed away who was a big player in final fantasy 14 and then all the players kind of gather on together and commemorate his life and and you know his part in the game and stuff like that it's 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 heartwarming, you know. Um, it was definitely like a really cool thing to see, um, especially for Final Fantasy fourteen. But yeah, I mean, the Dark Knight class in Final Fantasy fourteen is like, it, it's it was cool to see all them gathered around, like kind of like razor swords or just be like yeah. uh, celebrating this guy's life. It was really cool. Definitely beautiful, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was I was just watching a ton of videos from. Um, from that and and people having their their sort of giant swords slung over their shoulders and whatnot um it it was just a really cool way of of just you know having a memorial and and i don't know it's it's just wild to me seeing so many people gathered together you know just just to show love for someone that they've you know more than likely have never met in their life before i think that goes to show you know just the sort of impact that um he's had on on people's life um yeah absolutely and uh, the thing is this happened not where players are like gathering around to kind of like celebrate um an individual it's not happened once in a week but twice because the final fantasy 14 digital fan fest just happened last weekend and the composer for that game masayoshi soken um publicly announced that he had cancer for a better part of the pandemic last year and um but he still pushed through and was able to make music and he wanted to do that and seeing like all the reaction from fans and like the really happy messages pushed him through and then i think he's almost in full remission from the disease so and then in, in the game they actually like the players gathered around like one server and like made like spelled out his name silken and then they screenshot and they sent that to him and like showing like all the love and everybody was saying we love you like so like it was, it was really cool to see that not once but twice in a week yeah and uh, it only solidified that like Final Fantasy 14 has like one of the best communities that give commemoration to like all these amazing and epic and legendary and um, just titanic 
creators that we love and adore so much. Definitely, man. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I really hope that that you know. I hope that his his legacy is left alone, and no one like tries to. No, it doesn't become any in any way, shape, or form like corporate, and people try to like like reinvent the wheel with like his story or whatever. Like the man, what he did, he did in one run, and he inspired millions. And both peop, uh, civilians, quote unquote, and creators, and storytellers, and and not just video games and manga, you know, you, stories like you know, like literally stories like in shonen stories like Attack on Titan that's not shown in as well. Like, everything is inspired in some way, shape, or form by Berserk. Literally, you hear all these creators say how Muta was such an influence on on their work. And it, it, this this won't be just a, a short run of inspiration. His memory will be, like, forever cemented in the Hall of Fame of just creators in general. And and for 30 years, too, right? Like, he's yeah, he's man. been doing... So like solely berserk for for thirty years. Like I can't, I I can't fathom that to to be working on on something at such a high quality consistently for thirty years is is yeah. I I can't even you know I can't even fathom that. It's it's insane. Um, really quickly before we move on, do you have um a, a favorite moment? Oh my god! You know, thirty years, forty somewhat volumes. It's packed. But if I have to pick a memorable scene that truly showcases just how, just how much you feel guts is like insignificance at a point. It's a very early scene, but I really love when he's down the stairway, and he's looking up at Griffith. Uh, on top of the stairway, talking with uh, Charlotte, I believe the prin- the princess, and everything's pitch black except them two, and it really highlights that how he st- he's striving to be like Griffith, but yet again he doesn't know who he is. I-, I absolutely love that panel, that, and the the contrast between that like peaceful moment and his pure rage during the eclipse. And that one panel that he looks, he literally looks like a monster. He's like screaming. He lost his eye. He just lost his arm. And he's like super, super just furious. Those two moments really stand out. And and how Guts can like has very different uh, sides to him and how they work. They both work. Uh, There's a million more scenes, but those two stand out the most right now. You know? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, For you? Um. Oh, really quick! I see uh, level one gaming in the in the chat. What's up, guys? Hey. Glad to see you guys stopping by. We appreciate it. Um, for me, um, God, there's 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 so there's so many, man. Um, for yeah. me, so so like my absolute favorite sort of uh, panel in in the entire series is. Um, Guts's first uh, sort of encounter with with Zod, um, 
it's it's um so like the moment that that fight is is over there's this absolutely incredible shot with zod sort of like standing over um guts and he says something along the lines of um you know uh death shall come for you and it's a death that you shall not escape something along those lines and it's just like his wings are just like you know spread out and he's like there's yep. this huge gust of wind that's basically knocking guts back and it's just like the way that he drew that panel is just like out of everything that this man has done in over the course of 30 years it i, I just don't know why but that panel has has always been my my standout sort of shot um it's absolutely gorgeous um and, and obviously i have a soft spot in my heart for the first time guts and casca uh had sex and hooked up um, oh dude beautiful scene beautiful yeah, scene that, i love love their conversation there yeah that one will always uh stand out for me um but yeah i think that's going to do it uh for for berserk um obviously you know it's it's uh i felt like it was important to to address uh you know specifically because of how much i know it's 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 meant to us um as a series and um rest in peace kentaro Miura. uh long live berserk and long live Miura, man um so yeah i i there's no there's no easy way to to transition from from that topic into into gaming but yeah. <laughs> but uh we're, we're we're gonna try man um so yeah, so let's jump into the to the podcast proper, and um, so I, I want to can I can I firstly can I assume that we are all playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition right now? Not, not me. <laughs> no. No, unfortunately, no, because I I want to play it on my good TV. My good TV is on its way to my new home. Right now, I have my old TV. I don't want to do it dirty. I want to see it in its full understandable. 4K glory. Understandable. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's that's why that's one of the reasons why I didn't pick it up on PC because I didn't want to. Sometimes you know, playing on PC sometimes feels like it's like you're going to work a little bit. Yep. <laughs> so um, I literally didn't want to sit like in my in my quote unquote gaming chair and just uh. What a game. Yeah, I, I yeah I just, I kind of just want to sit back, relax, and see on the big screen, uh, at home. So I picked up on P- PlayStation. Yeah. Nice. And, and considering it is a legendary edition, it is remastered in its 4K UHD glory. I do want to mm-hmm. see it on my 4K TV. Right now, the one I have, it's like 1080, and it's a Sony old where the blacks look very grayish. And the, the 4K one I have, which is the Samsung OLED, that one's like, oh, <laughs> it's gorgeous. So I, I don't want to do it dirty. What I did do, though... Uh, is just for clarification, you know, because there's a meme here that I don't have a PS5. Well, I wanted a little <laughs> bit of a taste. I want a little bit of a, that next-gen. Even if it's in small burst and not the full experience, I, I caught myself uh, an Xbox Series S. Now, mind you, this oh, is purely for game. Interesting. Yeah, this, is... yeah, this, man, <laughs> this man sent me a DM of it. He's like, yo, look. I was like, traitor. Traitor. <laughs> <laughs> this is, let me tell you, man. If this is, listen, I only had an Xbox One S. That was the one I had, and even compared with the PS4 Pro, holy crap, this thing's fast. And if PS5 is like <laughs> this fast, oh my god, <laughs> or faster, dude, I'm, I kid you not. 
the way it loads, the quicker resume, everything, it's oh, it's glorious. So I can't, I'm even more pumped to get that PS5. It doesn't matter through where. I'll get it for twenty five thousand. <laughs> he I'll doesn't care. He doesn't care if it's from a back alley, back alley black market salesman. <laughs> yeah, man. Is the, is the, um, he, he sells you a PS PS Five is literally like a huge router. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, this doesn't play. Nah, games. man. Yeah, I I'm telling you, I still don't know what a what a loading screen looks like in Resident Evil Village. I have no idea. Oh, man. Yeah, man. for sure. That's man. how fast and, it loads. Now, now I'm knowing that, and well, and with Mass Effect, I've seen. I, I I did myself a favor and at least looked at you know, looked at how it looks. <laughs> That's redundant. And <laughs> oh, am, on my phone obviously. But oh my god, because my phone does have AMOLED and it looks better than my TV. Oh, that looks beautiful. The game looks gorgeous. I've never played the trilogy, and if I want to do myself a favor in that regard, I will wait until I move properly in like three weeks or so or two weeks. Yeah, so, that that was that was sort of my next like natural question is what is everyone's sort of history with Mass Effect? Well, my first Mass Effect was Andromeda, so Ooh, I didn't have any expectations. I'm so sorry. Yeah, apparently, apparently, <laughs> apparently, like it's the worst one. Um, so I had no expectations, and this was back when like I was just. I was buying games I have never played, and, and like this one looked cool. The 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 sci-fi. I love. First of all, let me premise. Preface. Sci-fi, top easily top three like uh, genres. I adore sci-fi. Uh, I I prefer it over fantasy at times, depending on who's telling it and how it's been being told. Um, Worry, can can I? What? So it's it's actually it's it's actually funny because I was I was watching. Um, one of my favorite things to watch on YouTube is like uh, retrospectives, yeah. just like people sort yeah, of doing yeah, yeah. yeah deep dives on old games and whatnot. And um, I was watching this guy doing one on Andromeda, since I've I've never played it, and you know since I'm I'm playing through Legendary Edition, I'm just you know watching it. I have no intention of playing Andromeda ever. For sure, for sure. So so I was just I was just <laughs> I was just watching it. Um, <laughs> so so god there, there's something wrong with that game man <laughs> there's there's a lot wrong with that game but first of all but first of all but first of all there was there was this hilarious i have to try to find it and send it to you guys uh because th- let me this shit would never fly with a naughty dog game <laughs> um but oh, the the main character writer um they're they're like in this like standstill sort of you know like Mexican standoff sort of uh, uh, moment, and this character comes in down from from uh, the stairs, and he's like, uh, "Hey, writer, sorry I'm late." And she's like, "Oh, well, you took you took long enough or whatever." And uh, he's like, "Yeah, you'll see you'll see in a moment." And he he's like, three two one and then an explosion happens uh the the people who are like holding the guns at them there's like an explosion near near them and it like knocks them off balance and like onto the ground and then Ryder <laughs> Ryder like does like a random ass combat roll and picks up a gun and and then points it at them and then it goes in the gameplay but like once she does like th- there's like barely any sound effects she just like randomly does a combat roll no expression on her face just like dead cold oh, face 
and, and you know that game looks weird as hell already so it's just like googly eyes yeah. just like just like staring ahead yeah. i have to send yeah. it to you guys it's the most hilarious thing i've ever Please seen because it's like the most unnecessary combat role and it's like and it's like ea thinks that it's like the coolest moment ever and it's just not at all dude I someone to... definitely looked at it i was like yo this is gonna this is gonna be great this right <laughs> it's just like it's just God. so sad dude um so yeah i have to send that to you guys but but please um, please continue i had i had to bring that the, up the the i had no expectations and still i noticed i noticed i didn't i wasn't mad because that was my first mass effect so if i had played the previous one maybe i was like i would have been like oh wow this is what, what happened um i just felt like it was an unfinished game i just felt like the a lot of the facial animations honestly horizon zero dawn d- did well did better and horizon doesn't have like that ex- expressive of animations in their faces and still they did better than andromeda um and the dialogue the the decisions in in scenes like that one you just mentioned there's a there's a point where writer you have to decide whether or not you kill this alien leader or whatever. And it's like a timer and you have to choose. And he's like, he, he says something to the alien. Then writer's like, not likely. If you choose to kill him, you he shoots them. And his body just limps. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's climactic. Like, there was a whole battle before that. And he's just not likely. And he's just like, Ugh. like ragdolls to the floor. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> what is this? The, the whole I didn't finish the game. I I, I love the the setting. I love that it's space. But that's it. The, my favorite part of the game is space. But <laughs> it's not anything else. I don't know. But yeah, it's... that's my experience with it. I don't have a broad history with the trilogy. I will in a few weeks. But yeah, that's so far what I've what I've played. Of it. What about you, Mata? So my history is. Uh... I guess it's pretty like standard for like when it released, but um, I, I'm not really big into sci-fi. I the, the most things I like <laughs> as far as sci-fi fantasy is was at least at the time was like Star Wars. But even then, I was kind of like loosely into it. I wasn't really like hardcore. But uh, so my fr- I remember my friends were talking about Mass Effect Three, um, back in 2012, and we're all like around the lunchroom. And everybody's like kind of hyping up Mass Effect Three. It's like the end of the trilogy. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, I never played this game. So I'll check it out. So I actually end up picking up Mass Effect 2. And I binged that in the weekend. It was incredible. Wow. Uh, when I played it. Yeah, it was like, it blew my mind. Because like for me, like not being super into sci-fi or space stories or really anything like that, right? I grew up mostly with fantasy, like Lord of the Rings and Final Fantasy, stuff like that. So like sci-fi was not my alley. But for a game like Mass Effect, right, where it's, like, entirely in space, and it's all about these different colonies and these different races in space and all that stuff. Um, it just, it clicked for me. And I, again, I ended up binging, binging it the entire weekend and absolutely loving the experience and loving the missions and the, the character loyalty missions and kind of just getting involved in everything. So Mass Effect 2 was just, like, such a standout for me. And then I played three, and it was the same thing. I, I didn't again that back then I wasn't really like in tune with like my gamer criticism self. <laughs> so when I played the ending for three, I wasn't like blown away, but like I was still satisfied. And then they add like the update and everything. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I loved Mass Effect Three, and but I I went try to go back and play Mass Effect One. I just couldn't. I was just it was such a turnoff. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad that that'll be my my entry, the the Legendary Edition Mass Effect One, because I yeah. have, I have no history with it, so I'll be able to just play it and then upgrade to two, and then upgrade to three, and then just experience the whole the very normal organic uh evolution of it you know yeah no exactly yeah that's what I, I think that's the right move because if like playing two and then going back to one and this <laughs> nah. this wasn't the updated one you know it was the it was the one on ps3 so i just had a digital download and i ended up booting him like yo this feels horrible <laughs> like it yeah, feels ro- bad to play yeah, yeah like it just felt really clunky and like it was just not a good experience so i just stopped playing i wasn't gonna force myself to do it um, yeah. So I'm excited to actually jump into the legendary edition with like its updated controls and everything. I haven't I've been trying to like to sit down and really like play it, play it, but the past couple of days has been too crazy that I don't want to play for like an hour and then stop and then keep doing that. So I just I actually want to sit down, play for a couple of hours, and get invested. True. Yeah, for sure. And like sort of sort of touching on on Mass Effect One, I feel like it's important to um like don't skip mass effect one like i know i know people people want to jump to straight to mass effect two because it's sort of the more like quote unquote like modern one but do not skip the first one for sure um never i agree i agree so for me um my history is like strictly mass effect two i've only played mass effect two um but that was i only i only played it through once and that was like what 10 11 years ago so um wow yeah yeah so that was that's pretty much my only experience with this with this series so mass effect one and three and like even to a degree like two uh, have been like blind experiences for me um so so yeah and and it's weird because like i i guess i'll I'll, we can jump into sort of our macho you you have been um even though you haven't gotten much time you have been playing it right uh, really, I just, I still, like, on the first mission of Mass Effect 1, I literally just made my character, and then okay. I jumped into a mission, and that's, that's just about it. Okay, good, then, then I'm, I'm rubbing my hands together, because now I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my, my thoughts out here, man. Um, yeah, yeah, you can go in, man, you can go in on it, because, yeah, I haven't really gotten too much. Okay, um, I absolutely adore Mass Effect. I have, I have 48 hours in... In, in total, in in the legendary edition so far. Holy hell! It I, I when I when I'm telling you I'm, I'm telling you this right now. I have been playing, uh, both of these games, Mass Effect One and Two, because I'm not done with Two yet. Until sometimes, most of the time, until seven a.m. Like just just straight. That is how much I cannot put this this game down. It's this hasn't happened to me since i mean i had some of this with last of us part two where like i was so into the story that like i i i would be playing until the sun came up because like i needed to know what would happen um but aside from that i i cannot remember the last time i've had a game sort of like suck me in pause uh like this this (laughs) this much this (laughs) this this i wasn't expecting you to say (laughs) I'm glad I got the context now because it is extra uh, hilarious. Really <laughs> um, I probably should have picked my words better, uh, <laughs> but but like sort of just engrossed me this this much to the there point. There you go. Yeah, There's yeah. a writer, Jay. Yeah, the it, it's into a, a point where like 
yeah like I, i'm playing it literally until the sun comes up um so yeah mass, mass, mass effect one took me about like i want to say 20 22 24 hours to beat i want to say um mass okay. effect 2 has been uh, what was that that's it let's that's like it's like a lot i mean i thought honestly for a, a game that started at all i did expect it to be short but that's like that's pretty average that's pretty good it's pretty yeah good. Like, for, from what i've been able to tell like the average playthrough is about 20 hours for that game um okay yeah yeah so um and then i was i was doing a little bit of the the, the side content as well um but mass effect 2 has has taken me um i, I want to say i'm a little over halfway done and it's taken me 24 hours so far so this one is definitely going to be longer um but yeah i i i i don't know if you guys have like any any questions in terms of like what this this remaster does or anything like that or um how i'm or just just questions in general um because I, I don't really know what else to say aside from i can't i can't stop playing these games there i don't i don't know man any questions i had i you your guys have been doing the work i actually referred to one of them when i started mass effect one i was like all right so what do these classes actually mean and which one do i want to get into that I didn't do before right because I, I looked at my old save file on ps3 and i did soldier and right. i was looking at your guide on lordsofgaming.net and i was like oh wow okay so let me see what these classes are and um i decided to go with infiltrator uh for nice. for this one it, it seems like the it seems like a really fun class nice i had um i went i went with the vanguard which was um sort of like you had uh biotic abilities but then also you can use uh shotguns and and you're proficient in shotguns and pistols um so that's the class that I went with, and it's been in Mass Effect One. It's kind of it's kind of a little wonky because like the the biotic abilities are kind of like <laughs> like you're slapping people around with like wet paper. Like it's just not it's just not that useful. <laughs> um, but in Mass Effect Two, yeah, that's 2, actually why I didn't choose anything with biotic. Because I saw I, when I was reading your guy, you're like it's it's the controls are a little like not as refined as you hope. Yeah, like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll just stick away from those. Yeah, because um. I don't know. I may I might have missed it, but maybe you could have mapped those abilities to buttons. But like, for at least for my playthrough, you, you, like I would always have to go into like I would have to bring up the wheel and then do it. And but you had to like feel, you like kind of uh, in slow time sort of choose the target you wanted to attack. And I don't know. It, it, it just felt like you were always like jumping through hoops in order to do it. But Mass Effect Two, it's a lot better because you could just do it at a press of a button. Like you just map everything to a button. Um, and then of yeah, course you have shortcut ha menu. Yeah, yeah. So that's been a lot better. Um, so yeah, that that's that's been. Uh, so how? Because uh, in in terms of the game itself, uh, with the story itself, I always hear how uh, two is peak Mass Effect, three is controversial, and one I never hear about because that was the oldest one, but now it's resurging and just. People talk about more about how the mechanics are a bit more, you know, they, f they you feel that they're a bit old and uh, wonky and whatnot. I think, uh, I think, so, so to touch on story, I think so far, at least, I think Mass Effect 1's story was better, but I think that's because that, that was sort of the, the focus. Like, sure, it, it has great characters like Garrus and, and, and Rex and Tali, like uh, your, your crew. 
um was great and and also mass effect one is is more of and i think this is when people say that they prefer mass effect one it's because it's more of an rpg compared to the other two games um and yeah i, I do kind of lament like like there there's like a legit character sheet in mass effect one as as in like you're putting points into things that you want your character to be um good at and whatnot um and that is like drastically reduced in in mass effect 2 to a point that i was kind of like whoa like like really really surprised about um and and yeah yeah it's it's the sort of rpg sort of like choices and whatnot is kind of like lessened in, in mass effect 2 which is kind of disappointing but um story-wise i think uh mass effect 1 had this thing about it where it was constantly that that character that carrot uh, carrot on a stick where you were kind of like constantly uh learning something new but then like a new problem would arise so you were constantly being led down this this path um that was just like you had to find out what was what was going to happen next mass effect 2 isn't necessarily not necessarily like that but what it does instead is it has a much larger focus on characters and that's sort of the overall like driving factor of mass effect 2 is getting to know these people uh forging these relationships um and that's sort of in my opinion at least that's why mass effect 2 is sort of heralded as the best because it's mainly a story about just building up a crew like that's essentially like what that story is about compared to mass effect 1 which was um just something different entirely like you're trying to find out what's going on with the the collectors and and the reapers and the geth are are going crazy what's up with that like it felt like there's a lot more going on with mass effect one as opposed to mass effect two majority of this story has just been about recruiting people um so I, I, that that to yeah, me i think that's why it speaks to me right sorry to interrupt but i think, ahead, I think that's why it speaks to me just for the fact that like um i, I am the storyteller or um the person that likes to consume stories based around the characters because the characters for me fill out the world, and that's like the, my access into that world, um, rather than just kind of getting like a sort of third person point of view on the story itself. If that makes sense, I'm ra instead I'm getting a first person view through the characters that are weaving the story for me. If that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely, and and sort of this this thing that I've I've kind of tried to. Um learn about storytelling in, in general is that like what makes great stories are more often than not the characters like you always remember the characters and not necessarily not necessarily the plot so i think that's another oh, yeah. reason why mass effect 2 probably stands out a lot more to people because they remember you know thane and samara and and tali and grunt and you know whoever right as opposed to uh, even though some of those characters are in mass effect 1 um they just like I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, even though they are well, the personal in... storytelling, it just elevates for them. Right, for sure. Um, yeah, because you're definitely getting deeper into those characters in, in the second game than you did in the first game. Um, also, the first game has the Mako, which is <laughs> which is interesting. Infamous. Yeah, the infamous Mako. Um, it's funny because like the moment the moment that I touched down with the Mako, like I had already heard all these horror stories about it, and I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. It controls actually like it's it's pretty fun to to control it. And then the first combat encounter with that thing, I was like, oh, this sucks. I was like, I don't want, I don't, I don't ever want to do this again. <laughs> it's like, is it, is it Batman Arkham Knight tank or? Uh, I've never played that game. 
uh, so I wouldn't know. But um, oh, okay. I, it, it just, it just, because. Um, it's just like the mobility when you're fighting like a giant enemy um it's just like it sucks to try to avoid projectiles is what i'm trying to say like you're just it you're just not as mobile as i feel like you you should be or as you can be in a in a giant car um so yeah that was definitely rough um Obviously, the faces are, are, are still, even though it's like a, a remaster, the faces are still pretty rough in Mass Effect 1. Um, they're a little bit better in Mass Effect 2, but not by that much. Um, Macho, what, how, do you, how do you feel, at least from what you remember, how do you feel about like, the combat in general in like, Mass Effect 2? Um, like I said, it's been a while since I played it, because I think the last time I played it was like 2012, but... Um... But from what I remember, like it was just one of those things I was really hooked onto because of the whole team-based aspect of it. I haven't played anything like it. Yeah. Um, again, this is coming from a guy that played with like JRPGs and third-person action games, but nothing like a third-person shooter. Like I, I think I played. I think I played Mass Effect Two before I even played Uncharted. Yeah. So like, so like for me, this like blew my mind as far as like the kind of interaction, like how much fun it was and having to deal like uh damage on shields and stuff like that and biotics and all that right yeah i remember it being fun though yeah and like i, I don't know because i you, you and i don't know if you've heard the same thing about people complaining about uh mass effect 2's uh gunplay or combat in general um but I mean, like i hear about like uh, people are upset about like the switch from one to two like you mentioned but nothing like you know like outrage yeah like yeah um but I guess I guess just people saying that like it feels outdated, you know, obviously compared to the you know the next two installments. But um, I didn't think the combat in Mass Effect One was like terrible or like how people were making it out to 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 be. Like I thought it was I thought it was fine. Um, now I was Thank expecting I, <laughs> I was expecting with <laughs> I, but obviously don't use biotics because they're not <laughs> they just don't use them. <laughs> um, but like I was expecting the way that people were talking about Mass Effect Two, I was expecting it the leap from one to two to be something you know in, insane in terms of its combat. And like honestly, I don't think it's that much of a leap. Like I think it's fairly similar. Like obviously the guns feel better to use, um, but like I still feel like the cover system is just like. It's just not that good, and the movement, the movement overall, like I just feel too slow, and maybe that's because I'm coming off of Returnal, where I'm just like dashing through everything and whatnot, but like I just feel like too, you don't, there's no like dedicated like like you don't click the the left stick to sprint, like you have to hold X, but the sprint only lasts for like three seconds, so like if if you're out of sprint, you're basically screwed, so. It really encourages you staying behind cover and like moving up, like trying to move up and and sort of like uh, press forward and attack is is kind of rough. But um, besides that, um, the combat has kind of been like it's 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 all right for both games. Um, how did you how did you find the the character creator? Where you? <laughs> I'm I'm interested to hear about that, Macho. I, I was actually um, pleasantly surprised, especially from Mass Effect One, um, because because <laughs> there's certain character creators just make you laugh uh, when you just look at like the kind of customizations you have for it. Um, but this one wasn't wasn't like it didn't seem too obtuse. I was able to make the character I wanted them to look like, um, 
I don't know. I think you you probably have more to say on this than I do, and it, really, because like I just kind of like I messed around for like a good like half hour, just trying to make my character, and I, I was satisfied with it. And I was actually really pumped and excited when I saw my character in Mass Effect One in a cutscene. I was like, "Wow, she yeah. looks awesome." Yeah, me too. I I had that I had that um that reaction as well. So funnily enough, my uh creating my character in the first mass effect was like relatively like quick like i was able to do that like like you know like usually you know we'll we'll spend like an hour on these things right trying to get everything perfect um so thankfully that wasn't the case for the first game um but then i ran i ran into and i was i was too deep into the game to um to 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 go back and change my character but once once you start uh roaming around the ship and you're kind of like in your casual clothes there was one thing that was bugging me and i could not get over it for the entire playthrough i i like in my head it took me out of every single cutscene because i would notice it every single time i was like why the hell is her neck so goddamn long man <laughs> there was there was no option to change it i was like did i miss the option to change it like later on i found that there was no option to change it like you can only adjust the, the thickness of the neck but that's it so <laughs> every cutscene that she was talking in her casual clothes because like when when she wears armor like it, the problem isn't there because it's like a turtleneck thing so like it hides the neck basically it's not an issue but when when she's just in casual <laughs> clothes and that turtleneck is gone, she has a giraffe neck, man. I'm telling you, and it was a problem. Every it just took me out. Like I don't know why. Like these characters were having these important conversations, like like spilling their guts about their backstories and whatnot. And I'm just in my head. I'm like, why is her neck so long? Like I couldn't I couldn't figure it out, man. And it was annoying. It annoyed me all the way to the end, man. All the way to the end. So then Mass Effect 2, <laughs> Mass Effect 2 came around and I made it a point. I was like, I am going to figure out what is wrong with her goddamn necks because I, I just imported the character over. <laughs> so I'm like, we are going to fix this or else I'm not playing this game, man, because it's, it's going to take me out. So I, 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 t I tell you, man, I, I spent maybe like two hours just in the character creator, like trying to mess with the, the shape of the head the neck thickness the jaw was it the jaw that was making her neck look so long like i i was just i was just in there man like just sculpting the head for like two hours trying to figure out what it was um and i think the problem i i think i got it right because she she looks fine now um i, I think <laughs> i think i think it was because the jaw in in my mass effect one character was like i made it really really like um uh how, how do i say this like uh like uh like sharp i guess is, is the word to say like it was it was not as wide as it is in, in with my mass effect 2 version of that character um so like so like basically the head would just go straight down you know what i mean it was like a, it was like a pencil that's how she looked in the first game it was just like a pencil so like so in the second uh, I game i hate that you told me this yeah yeah, yeah. like I, I like you gotta look at I it because I, I made her neck like like it looked a little big so i was like i'm gonna just make it just a tad skinnier and then so like i'm looking at my cousin I'm like oh this is good now you told me that i'm probably gonna be like oh no <laughs> she's gonna have a pencil neck yeah basically so um yeah so i i just widened the, the jaw a little bit um 
and her face as well, I think. And it, it looks a little bit better now, but that just that just really annoyed me, man. Um, and, I, and I'm shocked <laughs> that no one else has been talking about this. I'm like, do you guys not see, like, find that your characters' necks are too goddamn long? Like, what, what's going on here, man? Um, so, so I'm glad I got that that resolved in Mass Effect 2. But yeah, that that was that was um, that's that was sort of my take on on the character creator. Um, I'm surprised. Uh, the don't don't go into Mass Effect 2 expecting you're gonna have more options with the hair. Because it's it's the exact number of of choices you had with the first game, which was a little disappointing. But um, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't, I was gonna go with a ponytail at first, and then I was like, okay, she looks cool. And then but then I switched it to like the nice little like she wraps her hair up in a bun, and so yeah. it, it looks it looks cool. It looks it looks like a it looks like a commander shepherd, you know. So I was like, I'm cool with this. Right. Yeah. I I got something similar, which was like a, a ponytail, and she had like some uh like strands of hair like on on her face um yeah yeah and um yeah that's that was basically um yeah that that was it for the character creator but um yeah besides that um i'm i'm like i said man i'm i'm really loving uh this 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 series um and i'm excited to i i i don't want it to end man like i'm i'm more than halfway through two and i have three left and i'm gonna be really really sad when i finished mass effect three that even to like i'm even considering like as soon as i finished three i i'm thinking about going right back to one and and doing it all over again that's how much i i, I really love it um I'm interested to see what your take is on the ending since you didn't play three. Right, and uh, I know I know nothing you, you about. There's so much controversy about it. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, that's that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing, actually. Because like I feel I feel like the controversy is a little hyperbolic around the ending. I feel like what? people people being hyperbolic. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's it's yeah. Gaming I know, community I know. But never I, does there, that. I feel like there is definitely an overreaction to it. Um, I mean, wow. the, the having having the three separate endings is cool, but. Um, but yeah, I, I think there was definitely an overreaction to it in my opinion, what? but again, it's been, it's been like since 2012, since I played that game. So who right. knows? I could just be forgetting, you know, what happened. No, maybe you're a normal human being that has your mind pretty. You know, pretty <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That could, that could be you too. Yeah, yeah, man, there's, the, the, it was 2012, right? Where like internet wasn't really popping off that much. So the fact yeah, that there was like the a reaction to that was crazy. Yeah. Remember the world was going to end? <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember yeah. that. And remember Assassin's Creed wanted to tie that into their story. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Those are good times, yeah. man. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um oh, but man. yeah, yeah. And um it's interesting. So like for for Mass Effect uh two, so like I you know, I, I played it whatever it was, ten or eleven years ago. But it's so interesting how like for some of these loyalty missions, like it's coming back to me a little bit where I'm like Jacob specifically, like I'm like, Oh, I vaguely remember. Yeah. That his loyalty mission was like on this like beach Island and it had to do with like his dad or something like that. Um, and you know, for, for other moments in, in the game so far, like I'm having that sort of like deja vu where like, yeah, I remember, I actually remember playing through this 10 years ago. Uh, which is crazy because like like I not only you know did I play it you know all those years ago, but like I haven't like I haven't watched any videos on Mass Effect two in in ten years. Like I haven't my mind is like one hundred percent just like put that game like away. Like I haven't you know actively gone out to 
you know, talk about Mass Effect 2 or watch videos or have discussions or anything like that. So, like, basically, like, I don't know. It's it's just crazy how, how th like, it could just all come back to me, even though I've not talked or played or seen anything from this game in over a decade. It's 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 really crazy uh, to me. Um, yeah, that's why I'm really excited, because I barely remember, like, a lot of it. Like, I, I remember bits and pieces and just, like, that weekend of, like, going through the final mission, Mass Effect 2, and all that stuff. But other than that, yeah, I, I really don't remember much so i'm excited that's why i'm really excited to just jump in i want to give it the time yeah without a doubt um r romances uh you want to you want to touch on that a little bit <laughs> i want to see who you romance bro. <laughs> so okay <laughs> i saw you put out that liara article i was like hmm okay <laughs> um, man a man uh man can't go to pandora and avatar apparently maybe <laughs> a horn dog over there oh man oh man um <laughs> Uh, so no, th this was this was another like uh, realization that I had was that um, so I picked I picked uh -oh. a girl I picked a girl um, probably like I, I do I do this with like games that give me the option I'll I'll like a hundred percent always go with the girl because I'm just bored of like playing uh, men more often than not um, but Same. yeah so. Uh, but then also I was like, "Ooh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna romance Ashley. I'm gonna romance Liara, Tali," and then, <laughs> and then come to find out, like I, I'm, I, I looked up online because I wasn't getting no prompts for any of these women. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> so I looked up online. I was like, what, "What's going on here, man? What's, what's the deal?" And they're like, "Oh, if, if you're a girl, you can't, you can't romance girls." And I, and I did, I did the Pikachu surprise face again, man. I was like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, "What are you, what are you talking about, man?" Uh, yeah, I mean, this this was back then where they didn't really like have like those same sex relationships that it's you, you expect now. Yeah, for sure. Um, but Liara is the only uh, girl that you can actually do it. So I was like, but also I like I liked her character. So it wasn't like I was just going to her for by default. Um, but uh, but also again, I wasn't gonna hook up with with Caden. Let's let's be honest. Um, so <laughs> so so yeah, Li Liara. Um, I, I went with her and. Um, it's really cool seeing her again in Mass Effect 2, man, and I'm I'm interested to um see her again hopefully in Mass Effect 3. Um but yeah, that's that's been a really nice little little wrinkle into into this game. Um what about you? What's what's your plan uh going into into Mass Effect? Uh well, it's I have no idea at this point because on Twitter I'm seeing two different perspectives and it's adding to the hilarity and my confusion, in my confusion. One is Alana Pierce tweeting out that if you choose Caden, you obviously pour your milk before <laughs> your cereal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's and not then wrong, the other man. is if you choose Ashley, uh, or not if you choose Ashley, but like um, Ashley is definitely one of those characters or one of those people that would have stormed the Capitol yeah. in January. And I was <laughs> laughing my ass off, dude. I was like, because I don't really understand the context of it, but that tells me enough of what I need to know about these yeah. characters. So No, I was I, I was no the same way. I, I was the same way. I didn't understand <laughs> why why people were like hated her. Cause even before playing the game, like um like I got to know her a little bit and and just online seeing people kinda like like shitting all over her. I was like, why? And then later oh, on later on you, you find out why. Um, yeah, I like I learned that she's like an overt racist. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Oh. Is she, wait, is she racist or xenophobic? What is she? 
Uh, xenophobic. It's <laughs> yeah. oh golly. Yeah, she she she's one she's one of those those people like. I don't understand why we have to have aliens on our ship. You know what I mean? It, it's it's that oh. it's that attitude. Is there but but is there character progress? Can you like change her mind? Uh, she she does get uh better, but um, but yeah, there there's definitely that in in um in Mass Effect Ooh, One, and a, and it's cool yeah, because because you do get to meet sense. her. I mean, yeah, yeah. That you'll have like all types of people on the ship. Uh, Definitely, and, and people are more heated at, and more than ever during these times. Of course, uh, <laughs> that's and, funny, and I like that. And not not the yeah, fact yeah. that she's racist, but but <laughs> but I like the fact that she's racist. But but like that's that's what God damn it, guys. <laughs> but that's 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 what like the, what Mass Effect excels at so much is sort of like these clashing of opinions and sort of like trying to navigate all these differing sort of personalities um yeah that's what this game really excels at and what i'm really digging and you know just talking to this pe these people and learning about them is really really cool yeah. and yeah, you know you in. yeah and like it or not she's one of those people you have to navigate and you have to kind of you know sort of mm. you know talk to and engage and whatnot yeah, yeah. Um, dodge and weave you know play the game you know yeah. zigzag yeah for sure yeah, yeah um but uh yeah she's 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 interesting man um love it but I yeah the, the idea that she's diverse yeah That's... definitely she's she hey she's she's definitely got an opinion man a different one um yeah it's a shit take but and by the way i i the biggest thing that i've heard like most recent i think it was during the trailer there's a scene I don't know the name of the lady, uh, and like the scene, like pushes in on her, like zooms in on her on her ass or something, and like that was an outrage or whatever. Like I don't, there was something about that. Wasn't that uh, Macho? Wasn't that Miranda? Yeah, Miranda. yeah. Specifically from what I remember, not from what I remember like reading, but like um, it, it zoomed in on her ass when like it was like a very like emotional scene where she was like saying something. I think pertain uh, to like is Miranda someone close to her or something. It's is Miranda the one that she's like perfect, like she was created perfect or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. I've I've only listen, guys. The internet has fun with Mass Effect, and oh, if there's man. a community that's like been really reading those fanfics. <laughs> no, I haven't read. I haven't been reading anything. I've been uh, people are crazy on Twitter, and they be sharing some uh. Uh, let me say, remember when we talked about Rivet? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that that community goes crazy with Mass Effect. Oh, you mean you mean the oh. the the Rule Thirty Four community? Dude, That's they the go, bro. When, there was a day I went on Twitter. It was like, bam, bam. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> Wait, who is it? Moran? Wait, the the blue girl. What was her name? She, she people love her. People oh, no. love her. <laughs> <laughs> crazy out there. Yeah, man. They uh, they really they, they they love their characters, man. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, that just goes to show that they're unique characters, I guess. I yeah, man. That's why that's that's why it's people love Mass Effect so much, man. It's, it's for the the, yeah, the plot, you know, the the plot. That's yeah. what it is. 
It went from Mass Effect to Mass Erect. All oh, right? man. Oh, oh man. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's 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 move on, man. Let's let's move on before 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 Walt gets any more ideas, man. Uh, macho, Macho, talk talk to me about about Deathloop. These these previews came out for it, right? Yeah. Uh, oh my God. How do you even explain what this game is? Uh, I feel like review. I feel like previewers had a little bit of a struggle even explaining what <laughs> Deathloop is, because um, a lot of people were kind of expecting it to be like, from what it seems like, it's like this. Uh, from the outside point of view, before you even play it, it's like this roguelike kind of game where you're essentially um, going into these levels and you have to take out an, an, an assassin or not assassin. I'm sorry. Um, a target and uh, uh apparently you have like a certain amount of like time to do it and it's all based on daytime and nighttime and all that stuff i don't know it's pretty confusing but the one like subline that i saw from ign that is basically basically like uh hitman with like not with magic but like with supernatural abilities so um it seems pretty interesting uh again it's it's arcane studios that's working on this who are also worked on Dishonored and the like, so um, you're gonna get some familiarity with the gameplay of it and like the supernatural abilities. But from what it looks like, it's like really blending in uh, like characters that you can relate to and uh, really follow the story threads, and as well as engage in like this gameplay that's like stealthy but also like in your face, um, as well as like, with a like sort of daytime nighttime timer where you have to kill your targets in a certain amount of um, or at least in like this map or area, I think there's like six or eight of them, and uh, it looks like it has going to have some a lot of replayability to it too, which would be nice for people because I think Dishonored was praised for its replayability as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, the replay replayability was sort of like at least for me, it it was always about like, all right, once I finish a level, uh. One one certain pathway. Okay, let me see if I can get to reach my target in in you know another way. Um, that's sort of like the same thing with with Hitman. Like to to that point of the of the the, the Hitman comparisons. Um, it, it was the it was the very same thing with with Hitman, where like you you have sort of a plethora of ways to reaching a target, um, and all these different tools to to sort of uh, prepare you in order to do so. And um, you really have sort of the freedom to sort of switch that up uh, with multiple playthroughs. So it's it's nice uh, to see that you know both that sort of Hitman and Dishonored replayability is is here in Deathloop. Um, yeah, from what it seems like, it's very like leaning towards that Hitman trait where um, you have your own map and you study it, right? Like you you eventually learn and through trial and error or just uh, studying everything that's going on you perfect it and i, th I feel it seems like Deathloop is in that same realm here but with the first person perspective and all these different kind of abilities that you wouldn't have in a hitman game yeah for sure like um, teleportation and stuff like that right right and um yeah because because hitman does offer that sort of more grounded uh sort of gameplay style and um Dishonored and and Deathloop as well, seemingly um, adding that that supernatural flair is is definitely going to be really really fun. Um, well, have you have you seen any of the the previews and the new gameplay that's been shown? 
I've seen a, a little bit of it. I'm not since it's a ways off, and you know, I have, I have, is it going to be exclusive next gen? I don't think so, right? Good question. Let, let me search that real quick, and then um, I'll let you know. Because I gotcha. feel like so, I feel like it's cross gen. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Um, the from the beginning, the the game itself, the idea, I was in. I was in. I just needed gameplay because the gameplay has changed. I mean, the the approach to gameplay and the way they're showcasing it has changed a, a, a bunch of times. Um, their latest... Yeah, it's next gen. It's next gen only. Oh, really? Next gen? Okay. Huh. Yeah, gotcha. PS5, PS5 and Windows. Interesting. Interesting. Um, the the biggest thing is the amount of ways. Because okay, this honored. They've always been games where you can approach any situation like you want, but you only had a certain like set of ways that you could do it. This this one seems like there's more flexibility in that, um, and the idea of you're being hunted, right, uh, or you're being trying to be killed, depending on who you're playing or you're hunting someone. Uh, the whole idea of of a co-op, but at the same time, it's it's a versus. But at the same time, there's PVE in there. I like that mix. I like how they're going with it. I mean, I don't know if they'll change anything else from here until it comes out. Uh, I love the aesthetic. The aesthetic is very... It gives me the sense of like it all being like a simulation. It feels like that. It doesn't feel like an actual like old, like world. It feels like this is manufactured in a way. I don't know. It gives me that feel. Um, it looks incredible. I mean, it looks like a Dishonored. Just with more colors, it looks very neon. There's a lot going on. It looks like a festival. The, the the game looks like a festival within the city or whatever that place is. It's got a lot of style. I like the the choices for aesthetic when it comes to the characters and the powers. Uh, there's there's a section where I saw uh, you go invisible, and it's like translucent and like you change colors and it's like purple and like blue and. I like those choices of, of design and and when it comes to powers and whatnot. Uh, I, I mean, I'm excited for it. I, I wasn't at first. I, if I'm being honest, at the very beginning, I was very oh god, very no, skeptical. <laughs> the, I didn't know there was gonna be nudity oh, in this. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Skip the scene. Skip the scene. <laughs> Can oh, I skip? Wait, did it block? Skip the scene. <laughs> Oh, you can't. It's gameplay. No, I can't. <laughs> oh, there's it. Hey, no, no monetization on this, boys. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we're... Snuck a titty in there. We're going oh, we're gonna to rock. No. We're going to have to roll with it, man. <laughs> so, Oh, oh my man. god! This is this is a uh, extremely horny podcast today, man. Oh god, bro. Damn. I can't clip that one, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe I can. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> continue, um, please continue, man. I might have to do some video uh, editing magic with that one. Oh man! Um, they really just I, dropped I a very... surprise titty, man. I can't, I can't <laughs> believe it, man. I can't believe it. The 
the, the 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 main thing that brought me into the game was that premise of you being hunted and you hunting and avoiding and you're always on your feet. It looks like it seems like it's going to be a game that you're not going to have time to breathe. You're going to always be on the move. Um, I'm excited for it. I don't. I didn't get too invested in like, you know, whatever other trailers they've put out and like the technicalities of it because it is a next gen and I'm honestly like avoiding diving. I don't even know. I only know the the Demon Souls bosses that there are because of Soul, because of Soul's Twitter. I don't. I haven't even dived in on that because I want to avoid everything or most things until I get a PS5. Um, but I'm excited, man. I, it looks good. I'm. I'm. We're we're entering. We're finally entering the part of the year where games are coming out, and I mean, let's be real. I don't. I don't. I don't mind if. We didn't have many exclusives for the PS5, even though I don't have one. I'm I'm excited that you can play most recent games and they're upgraded, you know, 60 FPS or 4K with the most recent one being Last of Us 2. And oh, that looks... I saw that. I saw that in, a, in YouTube and the comparison. Oh my goodness. Now you can shoot dogs in 60 FPS? That looks incredible. Um, yeah. I don't hate dogs. I love dogs. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> I don't hate dogs. I love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I love souls like Loki. Yes, sir, baby. You can kill them. Um, Fuck them yeah, up. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there's some ferocious Rottweilers. You know, you gotta do your thing. But yeah, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on Deathloop. Honestly, there, I'm not too. Until we get further uh, or closer to the release date, I won't be too invested in in it. Like how I am now with Ratchet and Quank. I'm like, I'm excited. I'm really excited for that game, even though I won't be playing it until like maybe in a month because let me tell y'all if i don't find a ps5 in the next three weeks your boy is gonna have to resort to more notorious means oh man what, what does that mean uh, maybe buy it somewhere else okay <laughs> 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 um, gotcha. hey man if it's for convenience <laughs> and not having to frustrate myself over waiting times hey i'll play the extra scratch i don't mind i i I've saved enough that I'm willing to pay that extra. Not, not the most I'm willing is like 200 more, but like that's it. Uh, other than that, you know, no, don't do uh, that. You don't need to do that. I mean, then, um, then, then get me a PS5, Jay. Give, give me a PS5. <laughs> that, that, that ain't happening. Um, God damn it. <laughs> unless you want to pay me 200, then yeah, I'll take it. I'll, I'll encourage just, that. Just, I'll encourage that. Just, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Hey, I'll just DM you. <laughs> um, but uh, bringing it back to, to Deathloop, um, yeah, like I, I was, I was always interested in this in this game simply for the fact that like uh, Arcane, mm. like they they're one yeah. of my favorite studios. So like anything that they put out, um, I'll be there uh, day one. Uh, they're they're one of the last sort of like remnants of like stealth gameplay. So, um, good good yeah, lord, how that's, that's fascinating. Do you know that's a good point. In Soul, I never thought about this, but Arcane oh is one of the few studios that makes a stealth game not feel annoying. Because so many times, stealth just feels like a hindrance. It feels like I, I don't. I just let me just guns blaze and just enter. But Arcane's makes it actually fun. It, ma it makes it enter engaging and, and diverse in the approach. And that's a good point. That that just brought Deathloop a bit up on my radar. I had not thought about that. Well, good thing we talk about it. <laughs> I hope there's I hope there's no more nudity in your stream right now. 
We're 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 good, man. I, I think I think we're good. Um, but uh, Macho, this is is this a day one purchase for you? Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> what's, what's, uh, what's going on, man? Yeah, no, it's just like it's the whole first person thing. Like it, I, I get really detached with like first person shooter or first person games. To be honest with you, um, I played Dishonored and I thought I was okay, but I wasn't like crazy about it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it looks cool though. Um, I'm I'm looking more forward to watching people play and like seeing like the reactions to everything since, um, Arcane is, like they they're taking a risk with this one and it looks really ambitious with like the ideas that they have going around for it so i'm interested to see what people say about it but as far as like playing it no nah, I, I don't think i'll really get it you know, i won't really get attached to it hey, so really. is, it, is it gonna be full price or are you waiting for it to drop so oh for me no yeah. uh yeah, I mean, both of you. Do you both think this? I mean, no, like I, I, I just won't play it. Like for me, like I'm just. Not you, oh, you won't get it, like at all. No, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just not interested. Gotcha, even gotcha. I, didn't, I didn't pick up Dishonored two or anything like that. Even so. if a some some dude on on the street, some some vendor, was like, "Hey, Macho, I really like you, man. I got this. I got this copy of of Deathloop, still in it, still in the packaging, unopened." Here, you can have it for free, man. I, you still want to play stolen. it? I would, I would probably ship it to Walt so he didn't have to buy the game or something. Or you. Oh, <laughs> man. I, I, this is I, crazy. I'll be able to the box. <laughs> Look, again, no disrespect to Arcane and the game or anything like that. It's just like, it's not, it's not up my alley, man. It, <laughs> looks, it looks super goofy for me. I don't really like the art style. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just not for me. I'm just like, eh, I'm good. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. To that point, I, I dishonors dishonors uh, art style has always kind of been like a take it or leave it thing uh, for me. Like I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of it, um, but yeah. I prefer and, Bray. And it se- it seems like it's kind of like like roughly the same thing here as well with the art style. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm just like I'm not really like it's not on my radar really. But again, I'm looking forward to what people say about it to maybe change my mind but other than that not really like the only thing that i love when it comes to first person perspective games is horror so yeah fair enough man um all right so yeah that was that was death loop um i'm personally really really excited for it um yeah it's definitely a day one cop for me um i feel like i feel like we should talk a little bit about this little game called Starfield, right? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jason oh Schreier came out uh, yesterday, and basically, it's just it's just so funny to me, you know. It, it's 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 hilarious. Yeah? It's hilarious. It's hilarious that these random people on on twitter and and even even some uh youtube uh sort of uh influencers whatever you want to call them uh were were like coming out and there's this one dude in particular i'm not i'm not gonna say his name uh I, i won't be like that but he was like hey guys so 
uh, I heard Starfield is 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 planned to come to come out at the end of this year. It's going to be shown at E3. You know, Bethesda's just in the polishing stage right now. They're really trying to iron out all the bugs and 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 whatnot. Mm-hmm. But Starfield is coming out in 2021, guys. Uh, I have I have it from a reliable source. You know, it's the classic. Trust me, I I I know someone. I heard it from a source. And then Jason Trier came out and basically said like like no like this game is nowhere near done yet uh don't expect this game to come out until 2022 uh possibly late 2022 um so this kind of debunks this whole theory of people saying that xbox is going to have forza halo and possibly starfield as a sort of one two three punch at the end of the year um so i i feel personally i'm not i'm not surprised at all with starfield like still not being ready uh bgs usually uh takes a really really long time to put out their games and honestly i feel like this is this should be welcome news like i don't don't think anyone should be pissed off or or mad about this first of all because bethesda has never said anything about a release date this is just people you know fabricating a release window or date in in their own minds and getting hyped for something that was never announced um so for that specifically uh people should not be mad um, but also, you guys shouldn't be mad because, like, look at Cyberpunk, right? Uh, you guys should be calling for more games to be delayed, even though this game was never given a, a, a date or whatever. But you guys should be calling for games to be in the oven for longer periods of time to ensure that we never have another Cyberpunk issue again. Um, especially so, Bethesda. Especially Bethesda. But yeah, definitely. Um, see, I'm just Sweet interested... <laughs> Todd Howard, man. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just interested to hear you guys' thought on on Starf. Were you guys even expecting this game to to come out this year? No, no, absolutely no. not. You like, you, <laughs> no. you, you had, you had to be seriously dense to think that Xbox. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. You had to be seriously dense to think if Starfield is going to hit 2021, let alone go up against Halo in the same time span like really you really think xbox is gonna have two space games let alone one of their biggest franchises and one of the one of the most celebrated developers new ip in the same time frame yeah that makes no sense yeah for sure especially with how with how extensive also starfield's uh development has been we we're coming out of the the you know we're right on the cusp of normalcy a little bit of normalcy after the pandemic and developers have not been at all the same since before the pandemic because obviously development is way slower so if let's say people could have expected late 2021 if there was like no not even the idea of a pandemic but the pandemic could have changed it changed literally changed everything so and not even not even with Starfield, with Halo. How many times Halo was delayed and pushed back because of the development, you know, bumps and all that. A lot of company issues. So, like, again, who and where and how, I don't know who this individual is, even if I knew, I'm not going to say the name, but, like, this rumor is pure, trust me. It's, it's a pure, yeah, just trust me. It's, it's like, there's a Bloodborne 2 coming out next week. Did you know that? No, like, come on, dude, like. Take off, take off the, the makeup, take off that nose, mm-hmm. take off the wig, and go your, get yourself a nine to five job. Like, oh man, damn daggers. 
This would this would be this would be the the time to to uh, to sound the the gunshots, man. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and, and they'd be funny. Imagine Starfield, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and Halo on the same year. It's a sci-fi year. Holy crap! Yeah, that would yeah, that, that, that would have been cool. Um, that's that's, that's like it's, I don't know, man. I I I can't get hyped. And Final Fantasy going to the moon. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. We haven't, we haven't seen like anything of this game. Even Todd Howard said, and shout to Mo from uh, the Backlog Chronicles. Um, was that was that podcast. recently, by the way? That was yeah, I think so. I think that was this year where they're like sitting down and having like their um, probably maybe it was this year. I don't know. I feel like it was no, late that, last year. Yeah, because Bethesda and Xbox. Um, like presentation that was in person uh, that they did um mm. so it may have been like last year but yeah he was like yeah i don't understand why people why it's getting so much hype but people haven't really seen it <laughs> and then like, they all just start laughing i'm just like yo <laughs> i mean yeah facts he ain't lying I mean, he's finally yeah he ain't lying for the for not the first time he, he hasn't you know we, we clown but it's not like he's a notorious liar you know what i mean it, there's been some hiccups some real bad hiccups but like it, it just it works makes sense yeah it, yeah and with yeah. this it hasn't just happened with starfield like there's so many games that before they're even shown people are already hyping it up just by name i mean cyberpunk I don't know, man. Yeah. and that's that's yeah. sort of that's I, sort of what kofi's point was on 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 press start macho he was he was kind of comparing yeah. the two um man. which i don't, I don't and, and i see that comparison i completely agree with that too it's like the same thing yeah. where like like with Cyberpunk, it was a little different because they just came off The Witcher Three, and that yeah. was like beyond hype. Yeah. But like with oh, Bethesda, yeah. they released, in my opinion, average games like the past like five or six years. Yeah, I mean, Fallout Four was yeah, yeah, yeah. the the epitome of average, in my opinion. That oh, was my yeah, first Fallout. <laughs> that was literally my first. Oh, Fallout. I'm so sorry for you. That, yeah. That's like it's <laughs> it's like super. I even finished it, and then set the whole debacle with seventy six, and then. Elder Scrolls Online, which I hear is getting better, but um, one of my yeah, friends that uh, yeah, played it, well, well, the thing is, one of my friends that played played it loyally, she jumped ship like two or three years ago because she was like, it's just, it's just boring. It's getting bad. And it was she boring. Played it, Final it, 14. I, I'm not playing it currently. I do have a friend that he, I watch his streams occasionally, and he does stream it. Um, two or three years, that's when I jumped ship as well. But current, uh, recently, it's been getting a bit more of love. And with the expansions and and visiting old territories and whatever and like classes and I don't know, it, it seems like it's 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 entering that phase where Final Fantasy of uh, uh, fourteen went where it started pretty like normal and then it boom it just upscaled. I feel like it's entering that phase. I don't know, could be wrong. I'm I don't know. I, it's I I just I just really don't expect what I don't know what people are expecting from it, other than yeah. to be a first person RPG in space, which they just got that. With um, the Outer Worlds. True, you know? true. We literally, true. We literally just seen that. And I swear, if I see people say PlayStation's games are not diverse, you're literally getting two of the same somewhat of RPGs like within the past five years. Yeah, definitely. With Outer Worlds and, Star- and potentially Starfield, if that is what we're expecting it to be, which is, you know, first-person RPG. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what people are really expecting from it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I can't There's really rely on that. That's not to blow my mind anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. There's nothing to expect. You can expect based on expectations based on the developer, but literally yeah, you have no yeah. context. You have nothing to see. 
You have nothing. Nothing. What do you need? A tie it's like when, um, I mean, no, that's that's a completely different kind of worms. But with Cyberpunk, we I get the high at the beginning because we did get gameplay, and that gameplay is significantly changed later on. Because I remember it looked way more refined with like oh an alpha, God, like yeah. the alpha, an alpha trailer they had. Yeah. Dude, the character creation looked better. The UI looked better. The world looked better. The way you interacted looked better. And then they just went. <clears throat> It was it was it was but the ghost, it was the Ghost in the Shell game I always wanted, and then and then Dude, when it and then yeah. when it came out and then when it came out yeah, <laughs> I never oh, I, again that's oh my god I, not not to rail on, on Cyberpunk man but like <laughs> that that to, for me <laughs> such a, a CD Projekt Red stand to not to still not buy Cyberpunk is like I I can't believe it because yeah I was excited for that game and, and then the reviews hit and I was like nope. Nope, so, bye. Yeah, I I don't know. That's that's still crazy to me that that I still haven't played that or still haven't bought that game. Um, that's insane. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know if we have uh any uh, anything else to really add on the the Starfield discussion. Um, yeah, I for, can't wait to see trailer for it. I, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm 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 legit excited to see what it is. For Not me, what it's gonna be what it looks like i want to see i want to like actually get a grasp of what it looks like that's all for me i i don't i'm not expecting it to like it's still running on the creation engine <laughs> so so i oh it is i yeah, forgot about that yeah i think they're i think their next game is when they're moving to a new engine but it's still running on the same engine that Fallout 4, Rough, 76, Skyrim, Oblivion was on. So I'm not expecting this game to blow my socks off in terms of like visuals. So that's a major concern <laughs> for me because that, I I hate that engine so much. Um, so I'm I'm just they I'm got just, it rough, man. They yeah. got it rough, bro. Yeah. So I, I'm just I'm just interested. I'm 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 intrigued to see what happens, to say the least. Um, so doesn't matter to you guys if it's exclusive to Xbox or PC in any of the sense. It it I mean it just depends on or potentially. On, it, it, it depends on the quality if it's if it's good then yeah. um I, I mean it wouldn't bother me but if it's good then then i'll be like damn that's that's a good game i'm missing out on but yeah. my my I mean, right like, now they they have to prove it to me because for me personally skyrim fallout 4 even though i didn't play 76 76 is, is another sort of like mark against them um they've been for me they've been on a downward trend for their last handful of releases so which which has propped it up people like you know cd project red with uh you know the witcher 3 that's that that sort of rpg quality is what we've come used to expect with a bethesda uh, game studios title and they haven't done that since maybe fallout 3 so if they could get back to something like that, then yeah, I would be. I would definitely be like, okay, yeah, that's that's a good game I'm missing out on. But what about you guys? What I mean, personally, um, it's kind of like a no duh. I, I like I really don't understand when people were, weren't expecting it to not be exclusive. I feel like it was the writing was on the wall that it was going to be an exclusive game, and um, I don't know, man. Like I have this weird kind of like mentality about it because i understand that 
Bethesda is now part of Xbox, but it's I feel like Bethesda is still like its own entity, if that makes sense. Yeah. Where I don't see Fallout as an Xbox game. Yeah. You know, I like because just because like Xbox has bought like the company Zenimax and claimed it as his own doesn't make it an Xbox game. I don't know. Like for me, like I feel like they didn't earn like their they didn't earn it just to, like say like this is like an Xbox game. They just bought it. And I feel like once they start getting like their actual exclusives out the door and really start releasing those bangers that people expect from them, then they can then then we can say like oh yeah, these are Xbox games. Right now I feel like these are still just Bethesda games, you know? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, like I like, mean, honestly, it, it it feels like this is their time to determine that with Starfield. If Starfield turns out to be that game that uh, separates the oh yeah, we were with Xbox. This is an Xbox game, and like, it is quality. Then I do think they can achieve that kind of perspective from people where they they are considered that kind of a entity. Um, and to your previous question, Jay, real quick, to if it's if it's a bad thing or not, I mean, in my case, I won't be complaining since I, I will be able to access, whether that be an Xbox or a PlayStation game, when it comes to other people, I, it's like you said, if it's good, people are going to be sad. If it's not, they're going to be like, oof, that's a bullet because I don't even have to consider it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's always it's always kind of like, kind of baffled me where like, people have sort of been like oh well with with sony or nintendo if this was a thing you would never have to question if this would ever be exclusive why why are people questioning uh you know if these games if microsoft is going to make these games exclusive and i'm like at least for me the reason why we question uh if bethesda's titles are going to be exclusive is because they've always been multi-platform so that throws that throws a wrench into, into this whole thing um so it's it's not about it's it's not about this whole thing where people are having like double standards or or whatever and Microsoft is the only one being questioned. Um it's just about the it's the same thing with the Tomb Raider thing. It, people reasonably got upset and pissed off when you took away a series that was traditionally multi-platform and then locked it down to one platform. People are understandably still going to get pissed off. So that that's why that's why people questioning whether or not Bethesda's titles were going to be exclusive or not is totally warranted in my opinion. But you know that's neither here or there, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, that's pretty much it for Starfield. I I just I just wanted to to gauge everyone's thoughts on on the whole twenty twenty one thing and and people really believing that it was going to come out in twenty twenty one. Um, now they're lucky if it comes out in 2022. <laughs> yep. To be honest with you, yeah, it's the so. way it's the way that engine runs, and and knowing how Bethesda does their QA, I don't know, man. After 76 and Fallout 4, that thing better come out polished. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, so let's let's talk about um. <laughs> this is I guess I guess this kind of ties into uh, Macho's uh tweet that that blew up. Uh, the other oh day, gosh. um, <laughs> let's let's talk about this whole <laughs> Nintendo Nintendo finessing its fans again, uh, with the amiibo and the Legend of Zelda, uh, Skyward Sword. 
So essentially, there is this amiibo that's launching with the game that, correct me if I'm wrong, it's $25, right? It is yep. a big $25. $25. $0.25. $25. Okay, so $25. Let me, let me repeat that again for... Uh, Masha, can you repeat that again, actually? Yeah, uh, hold on. <clears throat> Get it. Sip of water. $25. $25. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank you all for our translation. <laughs> um, so... The, the Amiibo is $25 on top of a $60 uh, port, mind you, of a, uh, of a, of a, Wii, of a Wii game. Um, so, and that, that, that doesn't include, uh, obviously, the right there doing uh, Joy-Cons as well for the game. Um, Which are $80. Yeah. yeah. So, um, essentially, this Amiibo is... It, it it gives you access to a quality of life feature that won't be in the main game. It's an amiibo exclusive feature, which essentially in Skyward Sword, there's uh, to give people context, uh, there's two areas like main areas in the game, which is the sky and and the surface. Um, and essentially, when you are on the surface, there are multiple statues that allows you to, I believe, return back up to uh, the sky. I believe I have that correct. Um, so yeah, said, I think so. From when I played that game, I think that's what it was. Okay. And then, so essentially, this amiibo will allow you to uh, essentially fast travel back up to uh, the sky Um anywhere on on the map on on the surface like you don't need to go to these statues anymore you could just instantaneously fast travel back up to the top um even in dungeons if you're in a dungeon and you find it too difficult or you're having trouble with it whatever you can just get yourself out of there um in a moment's notice and you can return back to that spot using the amiibo so yeah people are like hey this is a pretty crazy quality of life uh improvement uh from the base game that we would like to have just baked into the port itself but no you have to buy this amiibo in order to be able to use this feature so obviously this this got some some backlash from from people um so <laughs> what's going on guys what, what, what is, is this is this uh, another case of nintendo being nintendo I want to let Walt take this one because, uh, man, yeah, you're like, you love Nintendo. What's going on, it's, man? It's, 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 listen, man, if there's something I've noticed, and it's something that's always, uh, hopefully this time it's different, eh? Here's me, wait, 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 thinking it's going to be different. <laughs> um, maybe people complain and Nintendo will be like, oh, man, you you know what? You're right. Let me, let me give you the, the fast travel option, uh, baked into the game without the $25. If that's the case, perfect. If not, this is what's going on. What's going to happen. People go, ah, no. Goes to GameStop. Hey, can I get an Amiibo? Yeah. Uh, sell the controllers and the game. We have it pre-owned for $1. No, I want it new for 60 Okay. Give me 60 All right. All right. Uh, there you go. All right. Let me go to Twitter. Arr, I'm mad. Continues <laughs> to play game. That's everything always and will be with Nintendo. They, they, something they do, and they do it well, is that they fucking capitalize on, on nostalgia, and on, and sometimes, for some reason, people think that their expectations are gonna be met, 
when it comes to these quote unquote remasters, that's a port. It's already been remastered, but this is just a port of that remaster. It's like, I, I expect the same with uh, Wind Waker, if it ever comes. That's the thing. There's, there, It's not only the fact that it's a port. It's that it's one of the lowest selling Zeldas. It's one of the least popular Zeldas. People can argue whatever they want with, no, but sales are one. No, not even that. One of the more popular ones, some of the more popular ones, Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. Nope, Silch, nothing. Wii U, get a Wii U if you want to play that, you bonehead. Like, what's going on? But again, Nintendo got a Nintendo. They did it with, they they did a, a stunt with Mario. Remember, Mario died, rest in peace, Mario. But like, <laughs> when, when they did the whole, oh, it's going to be a limited run. Uh, you have until this date, and we're going to pull off this game. And we're going to stop selling uh, the collection. Do you know how many people bought the physical collection? Yeah. It was number one on Amazon for the longest time. I hate throwing around the term lazy for like for whenever we're talking about games or game development. But I honestly feel that was just a lazy collection. But it worked. Together. It yeah. worked. And that's, the, and that's the thing. They can be lazy. They can literally give you Pong. And people are going to be like, yeah, I'll pay $60 for that. No, what's going on? That's why, and the thing is, me, myself, I won't be buying Skyward Sword. I don't think so. If it's, I've never played it. All I know is the history behind it. But me, I don't don't know if I feel good enough to pay $60 for a game that's below average or just average. And it's not even a new game. You know what I mean? And it's not even a rare game. I can just hook up my Wii. And play it there because <laughs> my Wii is still functioning. Um, now, when it comes to their first party titles, that's something Nintendo will, I think, always does well as their first party titles. They're, they always they make good games. When they when they make a good game, it's it's the highest of highs. But the thing is, I don't I don't get the forgive Nintendo for what how they behave, and still people complain. But at the same time, they're and once they stop typing, they're buying it on the side. I don't. They cannot expect better if they themselves keep nurturing this kind of behavior. Look at what happened with with Microsoft and Sony. People complained. Oh, we're not shutting down the PSN stores. Okay. Oh, don't. We don't like you spiking the price. And Microsoft's like, okay, then we won't increase this, the membership. Like, why can't that happen with Nintendo? Why do we have to have also like? below average mediocre games every week on the SNES library and NES library. Like what's going on? It's like, we don't Oh, There's no, what's happening. <laughs> there's, there's like no dignity. It's like, yeah, Nintendo. It's like, uh, at least Disney has like so many things going on that they actually like, they, they have an excuse for, you know, monopolizing almost everything, but they do have quality. And they do have, if you don't have, you don't like the Disney movies? Oh, you, you got Marvel. You know, Marvel, you got to start. Like, you have so many options within Disney. But with Nintendo, it's like, you get what you get. There's there's no way around it. I don't I don't get it. I don't, plus their, their, their internet service. Do you have to pay to play online? For what? For the crappiest server maintenance in the history of video games. You get, yeah, you want to play Animal Crossing? Okay, give me like three hours until I get to your island. You want to play Mario Kart? Oh, let me disconnect like 10 times during one race. Oh, I don't, it's people expect, but then they keep nurturing their behavior. 
I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get the outrage. Why outrage well if you're not well, helping the well solution? Said. Well like, said. And 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 to Macho's tweets point, he's right. They can be like, oh, look at the switch lights. I get it; they're different colors. Oh, but man. bro, this, they're this selling so screaming. many. This man's screaming. <laughs> they're they're sell- They can be like, oh, you see this switch? It's a bit brighter than this one. And a hundred people are getting like, I need it. Like, come on, man. There's people that have like ten, like like five switch lights. I've seen videos of people that are like, oh, I bought. I have like three or four switches, and then they're like, "Oh, Nintendo, you have to learn." And I'm like, "You're not helping. <laughs> You're not yeah, helping." Yeah, no. For for context, uh, what my tweet was, it was just more or less like I kind of like making fun of the state of like these three big companies, right? Um, where Xbox is giving a lot with their Game Pass and doing fifteen thousand a month. PlayStation is, is really starting to hit their stride on on the kind of full quality and. High, I'm sorry, high quality, full games that they have, and then Nintendo's, Nintendo's literally just here's a sixty dollar port of an old game, along with the twenty five dollar amiibo that has a really significant quality of life feature that'll make it easier to play the game. And I'm just like, come on, like the writing's on the wall, like that's what I mean, like like when we we're talking before how like people think that PlayStation PlayStation's like a media darling because they get like a whole bunch of praise for their games. Like, uh. have you have you seen Nintendo where like they are literally charging an extra $25 for a feature that should be in the game itself. Uh, just a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a $60 game. Like at least, at least update it. Like it's worth absurd. mass effect. It's a mass effect. It's a $60 collection. And it has a huge, has so much enhancements to like the, the games. And then you look at and Nintendo again. and this is like, it's just, it looks like it looks so bad. Exactly. Like I don't understand exactly. like in the, and in the comment section and people, um, were quote treating me like they're just like I don't understand man like they they were they're 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 delusional. Was there was there a lot of one... pushback on on your tweet? There was quite a bit, yeah. There was quite a bit where like some people were saying like, oh, how can you call PlayStation's game diverse? There's another one that quote tweeted me that was saying like, um, uh, what's what's Siri? What's a uh, what's a false equivalence? I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and that same person, he was like, he had like three tw- three paragraph tweets under that, and then he was like, I can compare the quality and the and diverseness of Nintendo's games to PlayStation's, and he put up that one screen grab that has like uh, God of War and Uncharted Four, yeah, and yeah, a couple of games, yeah, you know, talking about the same like yeah. this like third person game. I was like, what are you talking about, <laughs> like? Like you, that's like what a deflection that was, right? As that if, was a as real if, issue here. as if Uncharted Four plays like God of War, or God of War plays like Horizon. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where it's like, I don't know, man. It, it's so weird seeing like, the reaction from it. Like people are just defending Nintendo's like pedigree to this extent. Where like you're being cheaped out, bro. Like this is essentially like if you want the full experience of Zelda Skyward Sword, you're gonna pay upwards of eighty five to ninety dollars. And yeah. here's the thing, my my gripe with Nintendo it, again, it's a corporate, it's it's a multi million dollar corporation. It it will do what it does. They will do what they do in order to sell, in order to appeal to masses and whatever. My problem. Is with how people, you said it, Macho, they're so delusional. And they defend, and then they attack, and then they defend and attack. And it's like, why why even waste your breath if you're still going to pay the $60, $80, $90, $100 for it? Like, 
Nintendo does what Nintendo does what it does because of people how and how they behave when it comes to purchasing. Like, it's like what what's the phrase like? Speak with your money when when you purchase. Like like vote with, vote with your wallet or whatever. Uh, like think, think. Do you need? Do you understand? <laughs> what you're doing it's a company <laughs> let it know what it's doing wrong don't defend it they don't need defending they yeah. don't need it when people come to defend a company what, what's wrong with you no they don't need our help they're doing fine that you keep buying their ass games and <laughs> and the thing is i i love nintendo and that's the thing i'll keep buying as long as they're good because i don't just buy games because i all the games i have it's because i prefer them on the switch because it's convenient i can take it on the go or because it's a first-party title that I can't play it elsewhere. But I mean, come on, man. When 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 I have to like criticize them, I'll, I'll criticize them. I, I'm a fan, but goddamn, you gotta learn how to like call out the things you love, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. what do you think about it, though? Um, I mean, you guys touched on it like pretty well. I feel like and it's just to me it's just you know another case of nintendo being nintendo and and another case of uh i guess much to do about nothing because it's going to be supported anyway it's going to be um further practiced by nintendo because people continue to show up uh for people continue to line up in front of the door for for you know nintendo's products and and these these practices and people continue to defend it so nintendo's going to keep doing it um you know we've we've had plenty of cases of this before i mean just skyward sword in in general people had a lot of issue with the pricing but it's still going to sell gangbusters you know there's mario oh, yeah. 3d all-stars pokemon as well had a quote-unquote uh backlash or a boycott and it still sold like what like over 19 million copies um so yeah i don't know it's it's and <laughs> and you guys know damn well that if playstation or microsoft ever tried something like this good lord they would be crucified man <laughs> they, yeah. would, they would be ran over the fucking coals man um but nintendo just you know they can hey man they're they, they gangster over there man they they got it um i don't know bro. yeah no, i i think i feel like i'm partly to blame because i bought mario 3d all-stars collection but not because of the scarcity of um their you know, just flashing in front of our eyes, and I was just like, "All right, whatever." I li I literally just wanted to play those games because I never played Same. the games in those collections. But in, and in, I was always interested because I like Mario 3D games. So, in all honesty, though, what what would have if you didn't, you know, buy it? What would have one less sale due to to Nintendo? Right? <laughs> that's like... yeah. That's oh, yeah, it's true. it's not your fault. They to for to to actual to actually bring about like real drastic change within nintendo like these things need to happen at a large scale like it can't it can't just be our you know sort of little twitter vacuum like like everyone needs to be on board for these supposed boycotts and that's just not that's just never going to happen um at a large enough degree to actually make nintendo budge with some of these decisions um but yeah that's that's sort of my my take on it um yeah that's that's I'm, I'm not surprised at all man nintendo's going to be nintendo it is what it is um, yeah no, it's, it's, it was funny seeing reactions to it but yeah it's it's nonetheless it's um it sucks it really does suck because now it's it's not a microtransaction anymore 
Alex from Press Start Podcast put it really nicely. It's a mac- macro transaction. Yeah. Yep. Like, is this is, 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 is deliberately taking a feature from the game and monetizing it outside of the core um, MSR, MSRP. So. It's crazy. I, I don't think I've ever seen it before, to be honest. I don't think I've ever seen it before. Um, yeah, no, not even Smash Bros. Is really like, I mean, Smash Bros. like what they had. They like you had the amiibo and it had like a like a figure of the character you could fight against. Like that's that's whatever. This is yeah. like legit taking time from uh, or at least a part of the game that could make it a much better experience. That's like taking um, in Mass Effect. That's like uh, I guess taking the ability to I don't know like. What would you say, Jay? Is like as far as like taking like a feature from Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I mean, I mean, I feel like it's it's probably like too hyperbolic to say this, but like maybe in the lines of like the the galaxy map when you're on the Normandy and you're actually choosing the locations. Could you could you imagine if they locked that behind a an ami- uh, amiibo or something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. the ability to actual, you know, walk up to the, the map on the Normandy and choose what planet you're going to go to. Um, I don't know, maybe something like, it could be something like that. Um, but yeah. Or even like the elevator rides where like you had to like use an amiibo to unlock like, going <laughs> faster or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. And they've actually done this in the past, kind of in the past with the wolf link for Twilight Princess where... Um, if you bought the Wolf Link amiibo, uh, it would unlock like a new dungeon, like challenge mode or something like that. Um, but that that doesn't feel nearly as sort of like drastic of a feature as being able to fast travel whenever you want to. Um, yeah, and I see imagine... some people kind of like uh, comparing this to like pre-order bonuses, which doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Because they're mostly cosmetic bonus, things, right? Yeah, or we, like mostly like early unlocks. Like, um, I right. think for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, it's like an early unlock if you pre-order the game. But like, it's it's a bonus. It's, you're not paying any more for it. Yeah, it's li- it's literally PlayStation saying thank you for pre-ordering the game. Here's something that you unlock a little later on, but it's still in the game. You just had to work for it if you didn't pre-order it. It's not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think I think just uh, sort of the consensus is uh, Nintendo being Nintendo, man, and they'll get away yeah. with it, unfortunately. Um, so before we end the podcast, I want to ask you guys a simple question: Are you guys going with the Midnight Black PS5 controller or the Cosmic Red? What are you guys going with? Listen, man, I know that maybe, maybe uh, I might get both, but. But what are you gonna wait, wait 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 what, what are you gonna uh, uh play them on what are you gonna use them on uh, listen <laughs> the, thing, the thing is i'm i'm a i'm gonna use them at my wall and i'll put a little paper and i'll write ratchet and clank I'll pre- I'll, um if i'm being real bro dude that cosmic red oh that's so it looks like wine it looks so silky smooth it looks so gorgeous <laughs> so He's waiting for are you waiting for the rule thirty four on that dual sense, bro. <laughs> right, he was oh, he was man, you he, don't know. he was he was describing hey, that hey. like he was describing a woman, man. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all wild, but y'all remember when PS five was announced? People went crazy with PS five waifu. Y- y'all wanna? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, y'all wanna go there? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Cosmic Red, man. Cosmic Red. I might get the black, too, because the white one, when I get the PS5, the white one, I don't... I'm not a fan of completely white products in general because they get dirty fast, and you notice it if they get dirty. Uh, I want to be able to, to like, sweat a little bit and not worry about looking at my controller and having, like, little smudges. Not that I don't wash my hands, but when you sweat, <laughs> it, does, it, does, it does accumulate with time. He had to, he had to, make, sure, he had to make sure he added that in. <laughs> yeah. Yo, bro, there's some... Y'all, if y'all go to Twitter and y'all go to people's, like, feeds and you see their... their dude, Twitter, y'all nasty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what legit, about, y'all nasty. What about you, Macho? Yeah, to keep the, the red controller collection going um, that I just happen to have like unconsciously started doing i'm gonna go with cosmic red on this one the black was uh definitely i was leaning towards that because ps2 vibes and all that but then i it ruined it for me when i saw this one picture that someone posted up of their own custom black controller and they actually colored the face buttons and colored the ps logo on it yeah with the actual playstation colors and i was like oh man every time i look at that black controller now i'm just gonna think of that and wish i had that over the one that's they actually have but yeah cosmic red for sure i got a red xbox controller i got like a um look at now the black and red uh xenoblade chronicles 2 uh switch controller and i have a ps4 translucent red controller so i might as well just go with the cosmic red and it looks nice man i'm excited to add that to the collection now i can finally play it takes two on ps5 with uh, my fiance Ooh, nice, nice. We, we've been playing the PS4 version, and uh, sometimes those load times are just like the hard. Yeah, move. welcome to my world. <laughs> um, yeah, man. For for me, yeah, I, I I'm I'm going with the Cosmic Red because that was uh, PS4. I like strictly had uh, red controllers, so uh, red's my favorite color. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. Um, going with that but like i don't i don't even mind like the the you know og white controller for the ps5 i actually really really like it um so from a glance i'm not a fan of it maybe once i hold it in my hands i'll be like oh wow this is revolutionary but for now i'm not drawn to it yeah because it's completely white you know yeah that's fair enough but um yeah i i actually kind of dig it um dope dope and the, yeah, the red one is is exactly what um, I I uh, I kind of I kind of look for in controllers nowadays. Is just anything that's red. I'm like, yep, okay, I get it. Um, yeah, so. it, just, it just stands out. It just stands out, man. Do you have I now? Do. I do prefer. Do Do you have a problem with like the shade of the red? Like, would you have preferred it to be brighter, or are you okay with this sort of like dull kind of uh, wine maroon kind of version of it? No, yeah, that's up my alley. Uh, one of yeah, my, my favorite perfect shade, I think. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite colors is maroon, really. So, like, I, I really like that they kind of went that style with it. Because even, like, the red Xbox controller they have and then the translucent PS4 one, it has, like, shades of, like, bright red. I'm not really too into that. I like more of, like, a like a monotone sort of color, which is why, I like, Hunter Green's, like, one of my favorite colors. And that's, like, more monotone and kind of darker. So, right. Yeah. Same thing it's on the more, yeah. Maroon wine color, yeah. I prefer it again. The I did have, I did have a red controller, but it was a brighter, more chillon, like very. It was very bright. I don't. I didn't. I, I wasn't a fan of it. I I played the heck out of it, but I I right now the ones I have is the black one and the midnight blue one, which that's my favorite color so far. The midnight blue for PS4. Um, that 
And for Xbox, I have the Gears 4 edition, which is the red one with the logo and like the scratches and everything. That's that's so far that's my favorite controller I own. Um, so you, I'm excited for the Cosmic Red. Do you guys um, hope that there's a little bit more? Um... I guess customize, uh, customizable, um, or, or I guess at least more variety this generation with uh, not only PlayStation's controllers but their consoles as well. Is that something you guys are actually like interested in? Um, it's it's very, you know, it's, there's no function in it, but in terms of like, I mean, for sure, definitely. I mean, it's not like I oh they they have to do it. I don't expect it, but if they do it. That's like a plus. I mean, honestly, I just, I, even though, even if I don't get every single edition, I really enjoyed seeing the God of War edition, PlayStation, the Final Fantasy edition, the the Last of Us edition. They, the way they approach each one, I, I'm, I'm more intrigued in how how they represent the game and the design more than like getting the console itself. So yeah, I mean, sure, for sure. Yeah, um, the, yeah, the, I'm with Walt on that actually. Yeah, like it, it, with with the four God of War, it was like the Leviathan axe and the whole form on top of it. And it looked beautiful. It looked. I think for me, that's the better looking PlayStation there is so far. Uh, and PlayStation Four uh, lineup is the Leviathan themed one. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm more down for custom like controllers than actual consoles because yeah. the consoles are expensive. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Um, and why yeah. would you need three PlayStations unless you're a collector? Um, I would definitely have, it's like, whenever I think controllers and custom, customizable controllers or different controllers, I always think about how, uh, from kind of funny Tim Gettys, he has his whole back wall just lined up with controllers. I love the idea of having multiple controllers and like different variations. Um, I have the midnight blue, the black, I have the red one. I have a, a white one from like a old one. I think it's a PlayStation, PlayStation three one. And now the Xbox Series S came with a purely white controller. But what I do like about this controller is the fact that it has like texture from the from behind, and it is much more like the grip feels way better than the Xbox One uh, S controller. But yeah, what are you, what about you, Jay? Do you do you care? Um, traditionally, no. Like I I you know tend to stick with maybe like one to two different controllers in the entire generation and and that's like if you know uh a controller breaks or dies or or whatever um like i think last generation i had maybe all but four two of them were black and two of them were red so um that's that's kind of like where my sort of line of thinking is um and to macho's point consoles yeah are, are expensive so i don't really have a need for um now, like most generations, I'll buy like two consoles at most, like the OG and then the, and then the Slim. Um, that's yeah. you know kind of what like happened. Now. Um, I didn't even get the Pro. I was I was okay with the 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 launch version of the PS4, and then I had to get a Slim um, in 2018 right, right. But, because but of. Now there's the whole the whole idea of there being there's your base console, there's the Slim. Now there's like yeah. the extra Pro. Like every, like consoles are having this extra like upscale like version of the normal console. Sure, but if it's if it's if it's like the PS4 Pro, then I probably won't get it because it was such like a like the the leap in power was so like incremental and not like as vast as I guess the the X was. So 
yeah, if it's if it's like that again then i probably won't feel a need to buy it but you know uh True. a slim will probably be more in, in my sort of like interest just because it, it'll be cheaper um True. but um yeah and if if there is like a custom version of a slim then then um yeah i'll probably get that but generally yeah i'm I'm not uh, a collector who gets like 20 controllers and like five <laughs> consoles and yeah whatnot. yeah but um I yeah, get... no, it, it would really have to like push me because the only reason why exactly. i even jumped to ps4 pro was because i just had it i just knew in my heart of hearts kingdom hearts 3 was going to do something crazy and they did yeah and so i made sure to get that quickly. bad boy that sold out oh, dude. fast as hell Dude, me Bro. and my me me and my friend were like scouring the internet for this. I I, I like I, I was really annoying to Square Enix saying, "Where's the PS4 Pro? Give me the Kingdom Hearts 3 PS4 Pro. I want it. Let me get it." I was annoying with them, and then when it finally dropped, I got my pre-order, and then the GameStop purchase happened. Bro, um, and I was and working the, at GameStop at the time. Oh, yeah, and so sad. and so not only did people's pre-orders get canceled once. Not, not only once, but twice, and then me and my friend somehow survived both of the GameStop Thanos snaps, and uh, we we were we were we were very lucky and very very happy to go through that. But yeah, that's that's the only time when I'm like I'll like go all in for like a collector's if it's something like yeah. Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts related. Yeah, if it's a controller at this point, you know, with the Cosmic Red and the Midnight Black or whatever it's called, um, they do. It gives me hope that the future controllers, based on games, they will be exceptional. Maybe. Um, and just as a final question for that, um, do you, what do you guys? What would be your ideal design, or yeah, like ideal design for a PlayStation Five based on a game and a controller coming along with it? How do you envision it? What do you think that would be your dream console in that regard? Um, maybe something like persona themed i guess just like anything anything that's red and black like i love that color <laughs> that combination of of colors yeah. um yeah just something simple like that i, I would be okay with gotcha, yeah gotcha. mine mine would be like um i would love to see like a uh platinum colored trophy like the bluish grayish oh. hint on a ps5 controller along with like the black to go with that um and i like to see the like the buttons actually colored like the actual classic pink, green, red, and blue, and then have like the little logo actually colored with the PlayStation colors as well. I think it's something like that would be cool, where it's like a platinum blue colored uh, controller. I think that'd be cool. True, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for the podcast today. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, we're getting close to, to E3, we're inching closer, I mean, I think we're around three weeks away from E3 season, um, so I definitely expect, um, you know, th this week was kind of, kind of light on news, but, um, I'm expecting next week and the subsequent weeks to be, um, you know, the ball's gonna start rolling pretty soon, which is going to be exciting, um, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. We would greatly appreciate that. Um, Macho, let's get let's let's get these these outros started. You got anything going on this week, man? 
Not really. Uh, it's going to be kind of quiet for me for the next couple months since I'm making a big transition. I can finally say it now. Today is my last day at my current job. I'm very excited to start the next journey, but that also means going into a lot of a lot of phases I have to go through in terms of uh, getting used to this new job and new schedule, as well as moving from my current area. So there's not going to be a lot of Lords of Gaming stuff for me. I'm going to dip in when I can, but it's really going to be about focusing on kind of getting my ducks in a row here. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to be, you know, relaxing as much as I can and uh, just enjoying Mass Effect Legendary Edition and Final Fantasy XIV. Just waiting for Ratchet and Clank and Final Fantasy in June. Um, but before I do sign off, I will say, did y'all know that the critically, critically acclaimed MMO Final Fantasy XIV now has a free trial that is up to level 60 and includes the first expansion, Heavensward? Go and try it now. It's on PS4, PC, and PS5. <laughs> You're very welcome. Goddamn, and have a great weekend. Goddamn salesman. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Walt, what's going on with you, man? Um, mostly, I mean, today I downloaded Final Fantasy XIV, the starter edition. So I'm going to start that to see how it feels and see what Macho's been raving all about. You know, see what all the fuzz is about. Yeah, hit um, me up, bro. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll let you know when I feel like I want to first get you know used to it a little bit. Um, other than that, man, this is this is a busy. It's gonna be a, a busy couple uh, of weeks because starting tomorrow, out with family and whatnot. But uh, my sister's graduation is coming up. Uh, getting out of high school into the adult world and uh, help her on that transition and whatnot. Uh, and I'll be making the official move to my new place in the next following weeks and setting up the new the, the new setup, uh, a new desk, everything. Uh, hopefully I'll, ha- I'll be more – the morale will be higher because over here it's a bit more difficult considering a lot of factors, blackouts and internet problems and whatnot, and I really just lose patience. So I won't be too quiet. Um, the – be on the lookout for at Level One Gaming uh, and on the Twitter down below in the description at Walt Lando. Uh, if I retweet any of the articles that I might write there, uh, the whole Muta thing got me pretty, got me pretty int- back interested again in in more ma- in delving into more manga and whatnot. So, and I'm reading currently I'm reading Tokyo Revengers, which is a latest uh, it got adapted into an anime so maybe maybe i'll see if i can write something about that maybe try to get people into manga and some recommendations on that uh no promises but that's where my mindset is at uh i just got my second dosage yesterday so today i'm feeling a little bit like shit because i got my second vaccine yesterday um but yeah that, that'll be me uh, on the lookout on uh, at level one gaming uh what about you uh soul um Probably some more. I mean, a combination of uh, massive. I mean, I to be to be honest, guys. Like, I wasn't expecting. Like, I wasn't even looking forward to Mass Effect at all, man. Like, it <laughs> it, it like. So I forgot what day it came out, but the day that it did come out, like um, that night, I was I was just like, you know what? Why not? Let's let's just buy it. So I bought it on on the PSN store and. Um, 
yeah like i said like like i said earlier it just completely captured me so like i wasn't anticipating writing anything about uh the collection and since i'm so into it yeah now i have all of a sudden all the these ideas that i want to do for it um on top of the things that i wanted to do for um returnal still that i'm still planning on on doing um so yeah i guess i guess be on the lookout for for that um more mass nice, effect yeah yeah definitely more oh, yeah. mass effect um i will say too that um just recently i i got into uh castlevania on the sh the show nice on netflix i just finished season two and it is it is awesome um i'm not into really like gory or like super dark fantasy anime it just like for some reason it just hits a nerve but even with this one like when the, some of the gore happens like i i twitch and like yeah. I, like i can't sometimes but no they're like castlevania is like a really good show yeah. it's phenomenal. to the point phenomenal. to the point where i just picked up the castlevania collection on discount and i started playing through a couple of those old school games and they're they're hard as fuck but they're really oh, fun yeah. Nice man. Thank God for the thank God for those quick save features, or else I will be. Yeah. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> um, but they're fun. Oh, and one last thing, I downloaded it yesterday on the C a Series S. Um, I'll see if I'll dev into it. I've only ever seen gameplay. I know about it because of what I've been talked about and seen and and read. But I'll be for the first time playing. Hopefully, if I get the nerve to to do it, I'll be playing Dead Space uh, for the first time in my life. Nice. So, nice. Ready to get, ready to get my pants shit. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to get my pants. You're ready to get your pants shit. A word. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh no! Wait a minute. <laughs> um that's gonna do it for us man uh thanks thanks for everybody coming through if you, if you stop by on the on the live stream or or watching afterwards we appreciate it uh we'll catch you guys next week peace out <laughs>